Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Okay, here we are with episode 27, The Rise of Peter Jackson Part 2. Woo-woo! I actually gave it a title this time. That's good. Before we launch into it, I'll uh, say that we're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. Look at me, I did that two shows, I missed one in, in between. But. <laughs> look at me, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> I'm Mr. Meeseeks, look at me! <laughs> we watch a lot of Rick and Morty. Way too much, if that's a thing. Yeah. Alright. So for the second half of this two-parter, we watched Heavenly Creatures and The Frighteners. Did you like them better? Like, do you think they're better movies? Well... You could tell he's had more money to work with. But yeah, the movies were better. Yeah, Heavenly Creatures was a Miramax movie. Yeah. It was a good love story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the same way that True Romance is a good love story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just totally messed up. Yeah. The crazy compliments each other, but in a really bad way this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're pretty murdery. Yeah. Yes. They are very murdery. They have some pretty intense fantasies, too. They do. They live in their fantasies for a little while. The, uh, what was it, clay figures or whatever the heck they yeah. were? Yeah. Yeah, clay people. Yeah. That was very strange. Doing all their evil bidding. Yeah, and then sometimes their fantasy would interact with their reality. Like, they'd be mad at their teacher and suddenly be sli- sliced in half by their their son in their fantasy. I know. I couldn't keep that whole thing straight. They kept being different characters, too. Yeah, like at the end, how Pauline keeps wanting to be called Gina. Yeah. Which is the which is neither of her real names. Yeah. Her first name is Pauline, but everyone in her house calls her Evelyn. Why? Or Yvonne. Yeah, Yvonne. Because that's her yeah. name. That's what was confusing me. I know. I was really confused by that. They they explain it with a tiny little piece of dialogue early on. They're like, uh, Juliet first comes over to her house, played by Kate Winslet, and uh, she notices that everyone's calling her Yvonne. She's like, she gives her, she gives Pauline a weird look. She's like, it's my middle name, but she's like really quiet about it. So I guess a lot of people missed it because this question also came up on IMDb. No, like I remember that. It's just stupid. Why would that be a plot point? It's confusing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's unless they're just trying to show that the parents don't really approve of anything she decides to do, or just showing the realism of it because that's. I mean, that was probably what they called her in the house. Yeah, but why would you just address someone by their middle name? I don't know. Apparently it's common. Really? People on IMDb were saying that they know people that were called by their middle name in their house all the time. I just know people that prefer their middle name. Uh, especially in families where there was like a junior involved. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make sense. So you're not saying so-and-so junior all the time? Yeah, because that sounds not cool. Unless, except on Breaking Bad, Walt Jr. was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened with her, why did she become Gina then towards the end? That's the name of her fantasy character, the uh, the gypsy girl that she wants to be, the gypsy dancing girl. That was what she said, right? <laughs> the whole fantasy world just got me so confused. All I can picture is her running around yelling for Deborah. Yeah, which was Kate Winslet's fantasy character. Yeah. Who was a... She was the... Princess queen or the queen princess or, something? or something? Yeah, like she was the she was the the monarch of the, the land, and then her son would just go around murdering people. Yes. Yeah. 
but they didn't mind. They were no, they seemed it. happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and her poems were fucked. Well, up. I mean, he <laughs> murders like all the people they don't like. Yeah, in real life, they fantasize him murdering all. Of yeah, them. in real life, he murders all the people. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what? That's how they see it. Yeah, their fourth world. Yeah, so weird. Which is better than heaven because there's no Christians. Yeah, I caught that. I wrote that. <laughs> that yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Who wants to go to heaven? There's all those Christians. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be stuck with them up there. <laughs> well, and it's just best because all these stories are real that they wrote. Like, not real, but I mean, like, they They're, actually wrote them down. Diary, like, yeah. yeah. Her journal. Yeah. They were actually thinking these things and weird. Yeah, and all the stuff that they were, like, the, the monologues that you would get between scenes, that was all actually from Pauline's journal. Like, 14-year-olds are pretty bizarre, though. But her like, writing I was is, weird when I was 14. Her writing is actually really good. It is good. <laughs> it's just too bad she was insane. Yeah. Kind of puts a damper on the writing, eh? Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, uh, Kate Winslet's character, she became a real writer. She writes, like, uh historical crime fiction. Oh, yeah? So, like, uh, Sherlock Holmes type stuff. Yeah. People on the boards were like, I don't think that's appropriate. I think the family would be upset about that. I'm like, it happened 60 years ago, first of all. Anyone still upset about it should probably seek a professional, a mental health professional. <laughs> you should have grieved by now. Yeah, you should be over by And now. it's not like she's writing about... No, exactly. Like... I don't know, I don't really see the objection. There's no human side to you, Dylan. That's the thing. That's true. <laughs> I can't argue with the argue with you there. <laughs> oh, I know they started too with uh, the cute little 1950s video. Yeah. And then they cut straight from that to two girls running through the woods, covered in blood, screaming, screaming yeah. about their mummy. Yeah, and they. S- I like how they set the scene in this one the same way with the uh, uh, brain dead. The way they set up the little. The little town. They set the time by showing you the cars. Yeah. Showing you this time an authentic video from the time, talking about the area that they're going to be fil- like they're going to be filming in. It, it sets the the scene nicely, I think. Yeah. And it's all downhill from there. Yes. <laughs> well, when I saw you today and we were talking briefly, you had only gotten about halfway through. Yeah. Heavenly creatures, and I was. Like, oh, so you haven't gotten to the really crazy stuff no. yet. No. Had you seen any of the really crazy stuff? Like, they're them living in their fantasy world? No. I'm trying to think what part I ended off at. I don't remember. Because once they enter the fourth world for the first time, that's when things get really crazy. Yeah. I hadn't seen that part yet when I'd seen you earlier in the day. Yeah, when they find out that they're going to be yeah. separated again, when her, her dad's going to leave or whatever. Yeah, it was just... That's right, yeah. As if her family just takes gonna take off when she's sick. Yeah. I know, nice. that's awful. Yeah. We'll be back in four months. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. T B clears itself right up. Yeah. <laughs> just sit here in this hut that's open. Yeah. I guess it's better than being sent to where was it again? The Bahamas? Yeah, like I don't know why that's a problem. I was just gonna say, how could that be bad? I think she hated it because she was like stuck. By yourself by for herself. five years, yeah. 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 Be like, hey, mom, check out this cool. Oh wait. Yeah, I can show no one. No one is here. And <laughs> they just ditched me. And with uh, TV, <laughs> she probably wasn't doing a whole lot of going out anyway. Did she have TV the then too? 
That was what she was sick with the first time. Yeah, she said in the beginning she was in the hot when they were... TB for five years? It's uh, a scar in her leg. Yes. She was saying she was in the hospital for her lung. Yeah, I figured it was the same thing that showed up later. But you can't get rid of TB. Okay, like but I thought the one that had scars was the... was Pauline. Yeah, she had it on her leg. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said, I have scars on my lung. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, I was confused. It's all good now. <laughs> Juliet said that. Yeah, she has scars. You just can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. But TB doesn't go... It's like back then it didn't go away. No. You did? I, I think it was with you for life. Yeah. Just, well, it's like it's like cancer, right? You're never really cured of cancer. You're just in remission. Yeah. It can always come back. But hopefully it won't. Hopefully. Is it still around? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, you can still get tuberculosis. Just, it's not very common. We know how to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I can well, stop and worrying. it's like a really bad infection, right? So a lot of times yeah. you get that fixed up before it becomes bad. Yeah, when was penicillin invented? Because if it's an infection and you can't treat it with antibiotics. Not that long ago. Because this was uh, early, mid 50s, right? Like yeah, 1953, I think it's. 53 and 4, I think. got the diary for Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's so. rare. It says there's 20,000 to 200,000 US cases per year. Yeah, that it's is like pretty rare considering there's 300,000 people. people in the state. Yeah. And then you wanted to know when. What was invented? Penicillin. I just realized the fan's been on this whole time. Oh, yeah, that's oh. probably been loud. <laughs> that's why I wanted to fall asleep. I'm like, why does it look like there's background noise up there? Oh, because there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. Well, oh, no, Sarah's mom got off the phone immediately before you got here. Yeah. Discovered in 1928, and it started being used in 1942. Okay, so they would have had... Penicillin. I don't know if it does anything to treat TB. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. No. I don't know anything about being a doctor. But no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know doctory things. <laughs> doctory things. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know Englishy things. <laughs> oh my god, Englishy things? <laughs> <laughs> and card read good. Yeah. <laughs> we should just do an episode where we just talk backwards like that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just, just talk like Yoda? Yeah. The entire episode? We should yeah. do that next Star Wars day. Yeah, we should have did that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. <laughs> It'd be a really long show because we'd be like the whole time just I trying would, to figure out how to phrase things. Yeah, well, I had to. I'd have to have notes. Like, I'd have to script that out for myself because yeah. I'd never be able to do it on the fly. <laughs> yeah, that's the. That's what we'll do next Star Wars day. We'll like, we'll script out an entire thing <laughs> yeah. in Yoda speak. Done. <laughs> I like when the girls meet and they just like their personalities are so freaking weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Juliet's, like, like calm down. Yeah. She's, like, super exuberant, and if she was my student, I would lose it. Would you say she's manic? I don't know. something going on with that chick. She's, like, No, I think she's there. just an attention hog because she, her parents ditched her for five years. She does, so like, she's have like, pretty extreme emotions. I think she's just a weird kid because she got ditched. That's probably true. Like, she has no idea how to behave in a social situation properly. I think and I think because she's smart, she tries to show it off, which is compounded by the fact that she's 14 years old and thinks she knows everything, Yeah, which is what 14-year-olds are like. And like, she, uh, trying to teach a grade 7 class is disgusting. They're all of, hormonal wackos. <laughs> speaking of, she... Oh, I can't uh, wait. My oldest son will be in grade 7 next she year. Corrected oh, yeah. No, man. It's going to be rough. <laughs> she corrected Lionel's Mostly mom. Mostly all the girls he brings home are crazy. She corrected Lionel's mom. Lionel's mom from... 
Braindead appears in this movie as one of the teachers, teachers at the school. Yeah. Briefly. And gets corrected by Juliet. Well, and she says it in such a, like, I mean, you, you said you're wrong. And like, Bruh! Yeah. It'd be so bad. Because, like, I've had kids correct me, but as long as you're not, like, rude about it, I'm cool. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be rude about it if you were wrong. So, like, just be cool, Juliet. Chill out a little yeah. bit. Take it down a notch. Yeah, take it down. Exactly. She needs to take it down a notch. <laughs> and then, like, Pauline is just super angry. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. So mad. She needs to take it down a notch, too. Like, I like when her dad is singing with the Italian tenor guy with the fish. And yeah. She gets was... super pissed. Yeah. It's kind of, like, really hilarious. You're ruining it! Yeah. Ruining Mario. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mario Mozart or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. One of those crooners. Yeah. <laughs> Just loves it. And I think that's Kate Winslet's influence. Juliet's influence. Well, no. She was listening to it already. Was she? I thought Before she, she met that, her. I thought she got that record the day she met her. Did she that day? It because seemed like she loved him pretty like a lot already. Because she met Juliet, and then later they show her, like after she compliments Juliet's drawing, she goes to her house. Uh, Pauline goes home, and starts playing that record and and acting all lovey dovey about it. She didn't, she didn't, we didn't have any So she just loves it because before. she loves it. That's what, that's what I think. Oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. Cause she, cause Juliet mentioned it in class that day and then immediately when she gets home, Pauline plays it on the record player. And you could already see in the beginning when she compliments Juliet's drawing that she's like, she's giving her the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and I'd be like, oh, I'd be frustrated too if we were doing life drawing and she drew, she draws... St. George fighting the dragon. Okay, like, <laughs> that's nice. Except that's, not, that's the not the assignment. And I hate art kids like that. Like the kids, well, I just want to do whatever. Well, I mean, you can't go into English class and write whatever the hell you want. And go into science class and do experiments on whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Like, there's a curriculum. Yeah, there's an assignment. And if you don't do the assignment, you fail. Pretty, well, yeah. Like, and there's freedom within art. Like, you can, I mean, that was pretty strict. But usually you can do some different stuff. Yeah. Just, yeah. Work within your guidelines. Yeah, Julia would make me crazy. If she was my student, I would lose my mind. I think she would She's drive She's the one I'd be in the staff room going like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she does bad for everyone else! <laughs> Am I going to have to edit all that out because it's teacher talk? No, yeah. that's fine, man. Like, it's not anything specific. It's just that would she would be a horrible student to have. That's true. Horrible. Sarah's just giving us a teacher's perspective. That's yeah, if there was a pain in the ass person like that in her class, yeah, yeah it would drive her crazy, but she'd be is. fine. Yeah, um, this is both the lead's first feature film. Yeah, Kate Winslet did some TV before, but nothing. But she had never been in any movies. Yeah, and they both do a really good job for their first acting gig. Well, their first like feature film. Yeah, yeah, they did. I'm trying to read my notes, I can't even. I know my chicken scratch is hard to read in a lot of places. It was I wish weird my when they like was better. started calling <laughs> that Mario guy like a saint, like he's a saint in the fourth world. Yeah, the people that they liked were saints, and then why did yeah. they? Why did Juliet hate Orson Welles so much? I, did I miss? Something? I don't know. She just really hates him. Yeah, and Pauline like she thinks he's really ugly. Yeah, yeah. and Pauline thinks he's ugly too, but she loves him somehow. She's like, well, like, he's a, is a talented guy. Yeah. And, to be fair, he was supposed to be a horrible person. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think it's just because she's 14. You know, like, oh, you're not attractive, out! Yeah, everything is superficial. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that's just, 
yeah, I think they're just totally crazy and totally in love with each other. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100% in love with each other. Back when homosexuality was a mental disease, which is awful. Yeah, a lot of people on the boards didn't, like, they, they don't understand historical perspectives, so they're like, oh lord. They're, they're talking about how it's anti-gay or anti-lesbian. Uh, I'm like... It, no, it's, it's just accurate to the time. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's a, a period piece. You're seeing how things were at the time. Like, if those girls acted like that and the parents were super supportive and pumped about it, then you'd watch it and go, like, why be, would this be set in the 50s? Yeah. It'd be a very different sense. movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't even make sense now. No. Like, the idea that at 14 years old... Both sets of parents statistically would be totally awesome with it is small, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? And uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but the girls end up killing Pauline's mother in order to try to stay together. And people were like, why did they focus on on Pauline's mother and not, not Juliet's? But I'm like, if you watch the movie, both sets of parents are opposed to the, to the girls being together. But the only one that ever really says anything is Pauline's parents. Yeah. Juliet's just say things to Pauline's mother and to each other, but never to the girls. The girls never see it. No. And even when the girls are, are being separated, when, when Juliet has to go to South Africa and her dad's going to, to London or whatever, they give Ju- or Pauline the impression that she can, she can go too. Yeah. Even though they know there's no chance that she's going to go. So they let Pauline's mom be the bad guy in all things. That sucks. Which is what sets the girls against her and her alone. And yeah, it super sucks. Yeah, because they really look like they're having fun. Yeah, they smash her head in with a brick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just sad because her mom, like, was trying to have a nice day with them. So yeah. they can spend time together before Juliet moves, which is a normal human thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I'll take you out for tea. Like, if she didn't take them out and be super nice to them, they wouldn't even have the opportunity to kill her. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, because they couldn't so kill her in the sad. house. There'd be too many people. It was sad, too, because her mom really wasn't an evil mother. No, she wasn't bad. No. She's, she just... She was the strict one. Exactly. Yeah. I want to know she was the only one enforcing anything. Yeah. a 14-year-old watches this and thinks... Well, you know what I mean? Like, do, would we have sympathized so much with the mom before we were, like, the mom's age? There was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was you someone know? on IMDb that was making a case for what they did being not so bad because they were in love. I'm like, that doesn't justify anything <laughs> they did. It's not yeah, okay. It's not really justification for murder. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not kind of okay. They bashed your head with a brick. But they were in love, so yeah, you can let that slide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> she, yeah. she clearly didn't want to live yeah. she was that strict with her kid. I mean, clearly she was looking for a way out. Yeah. <laughs> Use her own kids to Well, do. yeah, and, like, her expectations, like, smarten up in school or get a job. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. That's pretty much the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that's what I mean. It wasn't like she was, like, this evil woman. Yeah. No. That's just, you know... She's just being a mom. Fine, you don't want to go to school. Most kids just get pissy. They don't... Yeah, exactly. Murder. You don't want to go to school, get a job then. Yeah, that's what I did. I didn't want to go to school, so I got a job. Yeah. And now I work at a store. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, tis your life choice. Yeah. I don't think I'd be happy with a desk job anyway. 
I like being able to think at my job about things other than my job. But right? I was, like Pauline's mom, she uh, wasn't really that until they caught until she got caught in bed with that John guy. Yeah, that like was, it didn't seem to turn to real hatred till after that. Yeah, yeah. towards her mom, like it was, you know. Yeah, that for point. blaming her for something that wasn't really her fault. Yeah, which again, like people are like, oh, that's weird. Why was she like that? I'd sit her. I'd sit my daughter down and have the talk. I'm like, people didn't do that in no, the 50s. exactly. <laughs> people didn't even talk about their emotions, let alone their kids having sex. Yeah. The talk wasn't a thing. No. <laughs> well, what are they going to talk about? Yeah. Like, just fucking don't do it. And, like, molestation at the time wasn't looked at the same way as it is now. Psychology was in its infancy. Homosexuality was a mental disorder, for crying out loud. Well, exactly. She ended up with the... Uh as Psych? a psychologist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they did, right? Just, yeah. Oh, it's just a passing phase that she's going through. She'll, yeah. Yeah. You know, She'll straighten out. Exactly. <laughs> but that, that was the 50s for you. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, the Kinsey Report only came out a few years before this. Like, if you want a good idea of what it was like at the time, go watch Kinsey. Because that'll tell you exactly what sexual attitudes were at this time. They were not exactly enlightened. Uh, no. <laughs> And now look at society. Yeah. <laughs> Sex everywhere. <laughs> Not that it wasn't everywhere then. It was just a little less blatant, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, our society is highly sexualized, for sure. Yes. I mean, I, teen pregnancy rates are steadily going down, unless you live in some areas of the southern states where they think abstinence education is smart idea. Abstinence-only education? Yeah. But, I mean, it is, it is going down. STD rates are going down overall. Like, kids... No, even though there's sex in people's faces all the time, kids know more, which is better. Yeah, but education is definitely a big help. Yeah, like no one had to go away and have their babies now. Yeah. That's good. Well, most people don't have to go away and have their babies now. Yeah. I'm sure there's some I'm sure it still people happens. still. <laughs> and like in, the 50, like, in the 50s, there weren't any like STDs to worry about. Like, yeah, not, really. not... Like, like there were... Just not but the same. it's not as rampant, I don't think. You'd pee and it I would burn. I think syphilis was an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like to cottage cheese people's brains right up. Yeah. Swiss cheese? Yeah. <laughs> cottage cheese is something though, else. Eh? Yeah. That was one of the big ones. Yeah. Isn't that what killed one of those kings in England? Probably. And uh, so what, two, there was a... I don't know if it was Al Capone, too, that... One of those guys that died from, from that? Could be. I don't know, I'm not a huge history guy. Yeah. If we had Brittany here, she she might know. <laughs> oh, there's the uh, prerequisite boog burp. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a note here that bitches be crazy. In love. Because they are pretty crazy and they're in love. Especially when they're trying, when they're trying to be, uh, when they're being held from each other. Yeah. Then it's just yeah, when they're, when they're corresponding through letters. Yeah. In character from the it people from the fantasy world. It seems to intensify then, eh? Like, yeah. Yeah, when they were kept, like, when they were together, it was getting bad. Yeah. And then when they were separated, it got so much worse. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no cure for that. No. Although, although, at the end of the movie, we were told they were separated permanently. They're not allowed to see each other. Yeah. Like, they're not allowed to see each other. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently they haven't. And neither of them seem to have murdered anyone since then, so I guess that worked. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it probably had to do with just the insane physiology that was going on like just their t 
teenagers are not rational. No. Like, at no. all. <laughs> well, and we know this. There's, like, studies on the teenage brain. Actually, up until you're, like, 25. Yeah. They say your brain isn't fully able to comprehend every decision that you make. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, because we read a lot of those studies because they say that 18-year-olds should be able to decide what they're going to do for the rest of their lives, and it's not true. <laughs> I still don't really know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be a voice actor, but I don't want to live in a big city, so that might be out. <laughs> yeah, just a little. You need to be in a big city soon. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, the big city. Well, Su- Sudbury's not really a big city. Hey, but it's big compared to here. That's true. <laughs> it's like 10, <laughs> 10 times the size. Yeah. Plus. 10 times plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said this is 5,000. I keep thinking 10 for some reason. No, there are not 10,000 people in this town. <laughs> so way more than that. It's an actual city. It's not, an actual not city. just a large town. Yeah. So I like the scene where they're going to kill the mom too. Like the really calm music, and they focus on their feet, walking down the path, and it looks all nice, and yeah. it takes forever because you know that that brick is in her purse. And you're like, it's yeah. coming. You're just like, it's when are they gonna use it? Never coming. It takes forever. And then they go to turn around to, to go back, and they're like, but they haven't killed her yet. <laughs> I know. What are they gonna do? I thought this was the the ultimate scene where they they kill the mom and it and it ends, and that was another weird thing that it ends right after they kill the mother. I guess because because they already showed you what happens after at the beginning of the film. Yeah. But it was it felt really abrupt to me. Like they kill her and then it cuts that that thing. Like where are they now? Yeah. In the beginning when they were running, it shows them running to that old lady. That's like what happened. Like did they call? Like someone call the cops on them? Like, yeah, I don't know how that gets resolved because they never show it. Yeah. But I'm assuming somebody... They must have called the cops because, I mean, the, the girls were covered in blood and they were screaming bloody murder. Yeah. But they were trying to fake the people out because they're like, oh, my mom, my mom. <laughs> yeah, they had no plan beyond... No, because why would they Rick. Why would they do that and then run to... Like, why wouldn't they just take off somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. It like, doesn't make any sense. They're... Freaking, well, I mean, they're nuts. Yeah. They and they're nuts. 14, they don't know anything. Yeah, their plan was They don't have not any life plan. skills. There's <laughs> no real life skills there at all. Their plan was not a plan. No. Oh, no. Let's. We'll hit her over the head with a brick, question mark. <laughs> and we'll be together. Yeah, then Maybe. we'll be together forever. It's like seal underpants. It's exactly like that. Yeah. That's why I said question mark. Blank. <laughs> yeah. Profit. Yeah, phase one, steel underpants. Phase two, question mark. Because <laughs> people can't see me doing the motion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like you too. Like it ended abruptly. Like you were just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, there's no resolution. No, I mean everyone knows that they were convic- convicted and spent t- time in jail. But yeah, it just there's no, I don't know. There's no, like I said, there's no resolution to it. Yeah, it just happens and then it's over. Cut to the credits. Yeah, the mother's dead. They're yeah. running through the woods and it's over. No, they're they're not even running through the woods. It just shows their bloody hands. Beating them all with the brick, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah, it tells you about what happened to them. Yeah, cut to black. That's right. Title cards. Yeah. <laughs> they live happily ever after. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, once they got out of prison, they did okay, I guess. Pauline, I don't think she's doing anything. She lives kind of secluded, I think. I didn't read too much on it. I just know that I found out while on the boards that yeah. Juliet ended up becoming a writer. Writing. They're still alive now? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Juliet's still writing books. Yeah, I think so. Under under a pseudonym that's not really a pseudonym yeah. anymore. And Pauline like 
lives in England and is a born again Christian or something. Yeah, but right around the time this movie came out, it, her pseudonym became useless because this movie came out and it was like the murders become public knowledge again. Yeah, and so people found out that she is who she is. I mean, people still buy her books. I, like I said earlier, I don't see why they wouldn't if they're well written by her books. Yeah. Past the past, yo. She did her time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, How long were they in jail for? It wasn't long, eh? No, it was it's only like, a few years. Yeah. They were minors, so, like, they only served a few years. But uh, it seemed, in the very small amount of research that I did, it seems <laughs> like New Zealand sentences are, are lighter than they are here in North America. Yeah. In general. So that might also be a factor. But like I said, it's a very minimal amount of research that I did. What's minimal? Like five minutes on Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something anyway. I mean, I didn't do any research. Well, you didn't watch the movie until today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't really make sense to do research before you watch the movie. shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes it hard. Yeah. But at least you got the movie then. I did, yeah. Oh my god, you worked night shift and then came home and then slept and then watched those movies. Yeah. You're a crazy person. I only had three hours of sleep. So we're all pretty tired for this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least, do you have to go back on day shift? Yeah. Well, at least you'll sleep good. That's true. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Unless I just sleep in tomorrow and completely fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thursday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Time Magazine said this was one of the best, ten best films of 1994. I could see that. That's pretty cool. It's very well done. Yeah, it Even is. Even if you don't really like the movie, it's technically very good. And, again, the direction and shot choice is amazing. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking at the beginning of the movie, there's, when they're in class, there's this weird panning shot where the camera moves across the scene like this and then moves slowly back. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing that you don't you don't normally, normally notice, but it's... Uh, an interesting way to show the whole class and, and everybody. Well, I like how they do the crane shots, too, where they go up and show everyone standing in a circle. and Yeah. Just like a really well-laid-out shot. Yeah, it shows that he was made to be a director. Peter Jackson was... He's starting to come into his own now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's got more, more equipment he can afford. Yeah. He can do crane shots now. Not just, like, I don't know, suspending cameras from trees. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing to get crane shot effects in... Uh, bad taste but he had some pretty far shots yeah like when Derek is on the cliff there yeah that's right yeah <laughs> like how did he get that shot because Sarah even said does he have a crane <laughs> well yeah I don't understand that that's it's crazy he gets some pretty good camera angles seriously and I don't know how in, especially in his early movies like his very early movies yeah it was all in preparation <clears throat> to go and you know stand on the edge of cliffs in New Zealand and Dangle CGI off. like giant eagles in it. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely toned down the gore. Yes. Yeah, there's that. a there's no blood in it until the very end. Yeah, and then it's only on their hands. Exactly. Old Peter Jackson would have showed. Yeah, there's them no blood. Bashing the skull in and no blood squirting. Yeah, that sat, that <laughs> sound effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Brains mashing everywhere. Yeah, no, nobody vomiting. No. There's no gross-out humor in this, really. No. Uh, even in The Frighteners, there's no real gro gross-out humor. No, not really. 
Like there's there's a pretty big departure between his first three movies and and his next two. Yeah, like it's crazy how he's he becomes like a real fil- filmmaker. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll do stories now instead yeah. of trying to gross people out. Yeah, I'm curious. You should look up when he met Fran Walsh. Who's that? That's his wife. Oh yeah, and she's a, a producer on like all of his movies. Like, I'm curious what kind of influence she had on his filmmaking. If she's the the voice of reason that told him he should maybe tone down the weird stuff. <laughs> Married in 1987. Okay, that was that was before a lot of this, I think. I think Bad Taste was 91. Was it? No, it can't be, because this was, Heavenly Creatures was 94. Yeah, Bad Taste was early 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, it must be. It's hard to tell because it was filmed. I looked at the, I thought it was 84 or something like that. Bad Taste was in, released in like 87. Okay. So after Bad Taste, they got together. Okay. So she didn't quite change him right off the bat. No. No. That, <laughs> that influ- well, and I don't even know if that's what changed him or if. Yeah. Maybe it was just the studio demanding he do, he not do that kind of stuff. If they said, you know, we're going to give you this much money, please don't fucking gross anyone out. Yeah. And just make a good movie. We want people to stay in their seats. <laughs> exactly. <for this> <laughs> Something's happening on my phone. Uh-oh. It's not me. It's no. Somebody's calling me from a number I do not know. So maybe I'll look into that later. <laughs> <laughs> look into it now. Now you got everyone curious. Well, I guess... I can, I can put up. it up later. Yeah. Oh, some famous person wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds calling me up. He's in, he's in Sudbury. He wants to do the show. <laughs> he heard we're moving to Sudbury. <laughs> <laughs> the show's so big, I have to move to the city now. Yeah. Yeah, we need a real recording space. Yeah. We won't have it in the new place, but whatever. <laughs> our living room will be our new recording session, new recording uh, studio. Yeah. We can turn this one into, you come back here for the weekends or whatever you guys are going to do. Yeah, we can do something. We'll have to figure something out. Although, with all of our stuff out of here, it will probably echo real bad. Yeah, we'd have to do something about that. So, uh... be like recording in a tin box. What about the Frighters? Holy cow, we forgot about that movie. <laughs> I know, we're like, we're like almost 40 minutes in and we, we haven't even started talking about the well, Frighters. I'm glad I brought you guys back. Yeah, see, that's why we need you here. I know. Because yeah, we got distracted by my phone. We would have just went <laughs> off on a whole thing about soundproofing rooms. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason yeah. whatsoever. How do we set up this room with nothing in it so, yeah. that it's th- so that it won't sound terrible if we record in here again? Oh my god. You're doing it again. Yeah. You guys are talking about it now. And then Sarah, and then, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first thing I mentioned about the Frighteners is that I like how they kind of slowly introduce these characters to you through all of the stuff around them. Like, we know that Frank had some money at one point, given what he's driving. Yeah. And the house. But then the house is, like, half destroyed. Yeah, you don't which find doesn't out make any sense. Yeah. until, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie. Oh, yeah, like, well in. And then the car is a disaster. Yeah. So you're like, okay, and, like, he has nice enough suits, but you're like, why? Yeah. What is up with this guy? Like, yeah. Yeah, and you know you know that his wife died, but you don't know the circumstances. No, yeah. that's right. And when you find out the circumstances, all that stuff kind of makes sense. Like, why didn't he finish the house? Well, because he blames himself for the death of his wife. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's totally not responsible. But we'll get to that. <laughs> You were going to say something? I said, for now, we think he's responsible. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he is, 
the audience is led to believe that he is. Yeah. But there's more going on than, than you think. And we'll get to that. Uh, I put that the opening scene is very misleading. With her being chased through the house by, by death. Yeah. Because she was never in any real danger. Because death loves her. <laughs> uh, there's kind Literally, of a, death loves her. Yeah, there's kind of a theme of insanity between these, these two movies. Yeah. And like young girls just being swayed by love. Yeah. Yeah, because... Patricia, right, is the name of the the girl? Uh, sure, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. The one who Violet's yeah. in love with? Yeah. yeah. That they kill together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's nuts, too. Well, yeah, because she's like a super convincing victim. Yeah. She is, because at first I thought it was the old lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, they lead you to believe that it's her, that's something's going on with her, but... Yeah, they definitely point you in that direction, even, even having the one Dr. Linsky pretty much going after her as the trying to rescue Patricia from, yeah. her, from her mother who she believes is nuts and like holding her daughter captive yeah when really she's just kind of protecting the town from her daughter well I mean like he does that in the heavenly creatures too because he makes you think the mom is like this bad person too you actually think about it and you're like Mom's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. You go back, and you, go, you go back and you look at the scene yeah. again. Yeah, like, it's just because we were. It's just because we were looking at it through the lens of Pauline that she looks so bad. Yeah. yeah. But really, she's a caring mother. She's just being a normal parent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Patricia's just crazy, manipulative. Yeah. And drugged up. Yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> but the frighteners, it starts out like I, the first little bit of it. It felt like it was almost like going to be like a comedy. And it yeah. kind of is. Yeah, and then it's it's, it's, it's a very dark comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it takes a, a yeah. turn after. It's like except they think the Ghostbusters are setting everything up, except Frank Bannister actually is. Yeah, but he's using real ghosts to set everything up. Yeah, yeah. Which is the, the weird twist on Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's like if they were using Slimer to go out and fake people out. Yeah. <laughs> so they could get clients. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, because later in the movie, you see that map of the the one couple's house there. Yeah, he's got a he's got it all laid out. Yeah. He's, he's got this little board in his in Ooh, his the dresser house somewhere. It says, yeah. It's got everything that the ghosts were doing in their house written on it. Lights go lights on off, <laughs> drawers open close. And it's just cheap cheap things. That which is why the one lady uh, when when she he goes to her house, she just kicks him out. Yeah. She doesn't know how he's calling her, but she she knows. she knows that he's faking it somehow. Yeah, and people on IMDb were asking like, why? What evidence does she have that that he's conning her? I'm like, she doesn't have to have evidence. She just doesn't believe his claims. No, exactly. If you don't believe someone, you don't have to to take their services that they're offering. Yeah, you have the choice to say I don't believe what you're doing, so get out. <laughs> Why don't you believe? I don't know. Well, I'm coming in then. Yeah, I'm coming in. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. No money. <laughs> like, nope, doesn't work that way. Sorry. Yeah, and I even wrote that. That Frank is a con man, but he also u- sees ghosts, which he uses to help him con people. Like, he is a con man. Mm-hmm. He's He just happens to be telling the truth about seeing ghosts. Yeah. So his con is only half con. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, the best con to have. Like, if you're telling a half-truth, that's better than a whole lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I actually said something pithy for once. That's rare. <laughs> Usually it takes me forever to get things out like that. 
I really like the special effects and the ghosts in this one. Yeah, yeah, I like that they slowly set up the rules to to the ghosts. It kind of uses ghost rules. Like movie ghost, yeah. not just ghosts. Yeah, ghost rules. The movie ghost. Yeah. Like With the, the movie? Swayze. Oh, the okay, Swayze, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Demi Moore. Yeah. Because, like, the ghosts can interact with things. They almost have to concentrate not to interact with things. Like, you see with Stuart when he's walking through the walls and he gets stuck in the door. Yeah. He just Because he gets stressed out. That one ghost gets stressed out and he gets stuck in things. <laughs> it seems like anytime there's a really severe reaction to something. Yeah. Like, when you're angry, you can move stuff. Like it, There has to be a severe emotional response. Which is, like, what they set up in Ghost. When mm-hmm. He learns to focus his... His emotions at things, which lets him move things, which is the same thing that happens in Ghosts in this movie. They even see a tunnel, and then a year later, a tunnel will reappear, and they get a second chance to go to their afterlife. I really, I think it's hilarious when Stuart gets stuck in the door, though. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just need to relax, man. (laughs) Uh, So, people get... I, I made a note here that Bartlett's only motive for killing people is that... He wants to be the most prolific killer in history, and like they they say, why uh, his motives were never known, and then they go on to explain that he he killed twelve people, and then he it shows him in the same video saying, "I beat the record, I got 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like that's his motive right there. He's just telling you he was he just wants to kill people. He wants to be famous for murdering people, and then later when we join the story. The first person that who who's numbered, like uh, all the victims of death, have a number carved into their head that only Frank can see, and the first one he sees is number thirty-seven, which means he's killed twenty-five people since his death. And later in the film, we're gonna we're gonna jump right ahead and spoil the big thing: why <laughs> Frank's house is is not complete, why he, why he's punishing himself for his wife's death. She uh, they get in an accident. They go off. Uh, off the side of the road and Bartlett comes and kills her as death and then uh, Patricia comes out of the woods with uh, she gets Frank's box cutter that he always keeps in his trunk and carves the number 13 into her forehead into uh, his wife's forehead which I can't remember her name right now she's barely in the movie I want to say Deborah, but that could very well be. I, I do recall it being a D name. Yeah, but uh, she carves the number thirteen into her head, which means that she was the first one that he's killed since his death, which I think is only a few years before the movie takes place. So I don't know what happened in the meantime, but for some reason Bartlett was gone for a while, and then Frank's uh, wife was the first victim on his. Uh, renewed murder spree. I was going to say on his comeback. Yeah, his comeback <laughs> tour. <laughs> his 1990... What was it, 96? Yeah, 96. His 1996 comeback tour. And they even they even make reference to that. Like, uh, Jeffrey Combs' character, when he joins... Yeah. At about the halfway point, I think, he, uh, he says there have been 28 murders, which is accurate, because there had... He'd killed three more people after Frank sees the number 37... Yeah, carved in Ray's head, which is uh, Doctor Linsky's husband, and then uh, where was I going? Like, I, I like the, <laughs> the continuity there because he makes note that twenty-eight people have been killed by having their heart crushed, and the number is correct, even though the numbers 
carved into his head are twelve higher. Yeah. <laughs> because they're they're not accounting for the twelve people that he killed before his death that he didn't carve numbers into their heads or died died in the his spree yeah. at the mental hospital. Where he opened fire. Yeah. And that shotgun does uh, is pretty accurate. <laughs> like literally blows Jeffrey Combs' head off of his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. And that does not happen with a shotgun. That like, guy is so messed up. Jeffrey Combs, his yes. character. I love that Milton character. Dam- Damers. Though, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's like when he, when he signed a thing. Like it was else, ever. No, well, he's that way because of the job. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that anyone in any kind of police enforcement field they have to they have to do things. regular checks, especially after he spends three years as the Manson family sex slave. Well, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> when you come back from that, you have to see shrinks. And he's like, clearly if you draw not your well. gun or get shot, you're supposed to see someone to make sure that you're yeah, you know, up to shape. Here. Let alone have a swastika uh, tattooed on your palm. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, uh, and. Uh, All that shitty ass chest. A pentagram uh, scarred into your chest. Uh, it looked like he had some really terrible burn, like chemical burns on yeah. the left side of his chest. Like he's gone through some shit and is not the better for it. Definitely not. <laughs> I thought it was funny when you first meet him and uh, what's your name's yelling at him and he goes. Yeah, Doctor Linsky up. yells yeah. at him and he goes to goes to the bathroom and pukes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble with women yelling. <laughs> But I guess if you're living with serial killers and cults for that long, you might develop a problem with women screaming because you're probably hearing it a lot. Yeah, because when he had her like, chained up, her handcuffs in the car too, she starts yelling. Yeah, and, and then he cranks the music up, yeah. and starts going, whoa, <laughs> sticks his fingers in his ears basically, and just <laughs> tunes her out. He has a really hard time dealing with that. I, I also noted that it was it's interesting that the longer a ghost sticks around, they kind of decay. Like the, the judge has been around for probably a hundred plus years yeah, yeah, awesome. just, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah his makeup effects are are awesome yeah but he's his entire midsection is basically gone he's there's no flesh left he's just ghost bones <laughs> and his he has no lips his his chin's uh, flesh is missing yeah and it falls out and the dog it, like there's a ghost dog in Frank's house and it's chewing on the judge's jaw <laughs> ghost jaw yeah, ghost jaw <laughs> I like uh I like when they spray bug spray in the ghost face too. Yeah, and his like, face blows away. <laughs> yeah, the back. yeah, so messed up. I like too how they're leaking ectoplasm constantly. Yeah. So, cause like at the beginning you're like, why does the black guy look like he's crying all the all the time? Why does the black ghost look like he's crying? And it's cause he's got uh, ectoplasm leaking out of his out of his all of your orifices all the time. Frank says. Ew. <laughs> That'd be horrible. So even the ones you can't see are leaking ectoplasm. But I guess Judge is okay, because he's only got his facial ones left. Yeah. Although he does have sex with a mummy yeah, that's right. later in the movie. I'm curious how that happens with no no junk. <laughs> I'm not actually curious. Don't anyone explain this to me. <laughs> uh, I made a note of Peter Jackson's appearance in this movie. Yeah, when uh, Frank bumps into him and he's coming out of the... Yeah, and he's dressed as a hardcore punk with yeah. a crap ton of piercings in his face. See, I recognize him a little bit better there because he's got his beard and yeah. he's heavy. He's, he's heavy again. Yeah, yeah. As Derek, he was he was so thin. He, you don't really recognize him as Peter Jackson. No, if you no would have told me that, I would have had no idea that was him. Yeah, it's like, no idea because it doesn't look like him at all. No, like even I, 
even with that knowledge, it doesn't look like him. No, you still try and picture him. <laughs> like, how like, is that Peter Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I would be the same way if I shaved off my goatee. I would probably look very different. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, except in, like, high school photos. No, I know, but I mean, real life, 11 yeah. years, never seen it. Yeah. Never seen it live in action? Yeah, yeah, never seen his chin. Since, it looks like under the hair. Since I've been 16, I have accidentally shaved it like three times. I was in the shower and I'd accidentally shave a little too far over and I'm like, fuck, oh, well, I, I, have to, I, I have to get rid of it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I can't go around with like just a chin thing. That looks stupid. <laughs> chin thing. Just a little strip in the center. That looks stupid. <laughs> I'm not, do, I'm not like doing half my chin, so fuck it. I'll just do the you whole thing. You should just have half. Just do half? Half a goatee. Like, split right down the middle. One half is there, one half is gone. That'd be funny. I don't think I want that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Maybe for Halloween some year. Okay. For some costume, who knows what. Half lady, <laughs> half man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to do it that day, too, because the my chin stubble grows back fast. So I just wanted to point out that the mom of the crazy one, Patricia's Pauline? mom. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Patricia and the, the crazy one in this movie. Yeah. She has hair like Dracula. Yes. The way it's like it curls big over like that. Round balls on the top of her head. Yeah. yeah. Like Gary Oldman Dracula? Yeah. 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 Like old Gary Oldman yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Not the young version, the old yeah. version. Yeah. Yeah, not him in a uh, awesome Victorian suit. Yeah, no. <laughs> him in like a bathrobe with a cane. <laughs> yeah. And balls on his head. And, and a shadow that moves separately from him. Yeah, it's so awesome. We should do that movie. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So well, Halloween's coming up. Oh, it's a, good, uh, it's a good movie to. Yeah, I'm so smart. For October, we should just do like Use Halloween movies. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Frighteners is a good start. Yeah, from here, it is. Yeah, that's true. Heavenly creatures, even because they're in costume, they they're living in a preteen parent murder. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's loose, but we'll we'll tie it in. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, we've never had reasons before. No. no, that'd be good. We could actually do a good movie. I mean, Rubber these are good movies. Yeah, no reason. Absolutely no raisin. Absolutely no raisin. And now I'll leave for absolutely no raisin. That's the best future almost quote. <laughs> really? No, it's not. But it's good. <laughs> it's not the best, but it's good. <laughs> After Sarah questioned it, he thought about it. Well, I mean, there's some pretty amazing quotes. Yeah, pretty sure he yells my man witch on a regular basis. Or uh, a lesson in changing history from Mr. I'm My Own Grandpa. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I use that as my IMDb. The Gravitrons like, and Graviolis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Gravitrons and Graviolis. <laughs> oh my god. Ridiculous. Well, we'll have to get, like, once we get Mitch involved in this and we're doing series again, we'll have to do that one at some point. Futurama? Although that's a long one. We could just do a chat about it. That's true. Yeah. We could do a double detox, that's true. Just overall general chat. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, I mean, we just did general or, chat for The Walking that's Dead. That's true. We can just do series like that. Yeah, we could just, like, we'll just give you, like, specific episodes that you should watch that are definitely going to come up, like their, their Emmy-nominated episode, or their Emmy-winning episode, Yeah. Roswell That Ends Well. But anyway. Yes. That has nothing to do with anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this episode. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> we went off on one of our famous tangents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't make a note of it, but I wanted to point out that Pauline is in this movie briefly as one of the deputies. I don't think she has any lines, but you could see her in uh, in the scenes in this movie. Yeah, and she look. I I Sarah thinks she looks similar. I can kind of see it, but if if 
I didn't know they were the same person, I don't think I would see it. Like I her now? Yeah, Pauline now. Like, I can't remember her name. Melissa mm. Linsky? Possibly. Melanie Linsky? I Something with an M. Yeah, it's an M. <laughs> I know that. Because I looked M. it up. M. Linsky. Yeah, M. Linsky. We'll go with that. But she's, uh, <laughs> she's actually in a surprising amount of things that I would I never put yes, it together. Yes, Melanie. Melanie? Yeah. I'm looking at it now? Okay. <laughs> I kind of, I got it right at the end. But, uh, she's in this, uh, Stephen King series, Rose Red, and I would have never put it together. The day after we watched Heavenly Creatures, we were watching a random episode of Key and Peele, and she was in a sketch. Oh, yeah? It was very strange. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Because we... We haven't watched Heavenly Creatures in years, and we haven't watched Key and Peele in in months, probably. We watch a random episode, and she's she's, she's, she's just, just there. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny how this stuff like that happens sometimes. Eh? Yeah, makes you think like, am I the center of the universe? It's but cool. not really. They didn't want anyone other than Michael J. Fox. No. Well, why no. would you want anyone? They didn't else? want Eric Stoltz for a little while. No, not for a little while. No. <laughs> Make it a really serious dark movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look at and me like Danny Elfman him. liked Heavenly Creatures so much he said he'd do the score for Peter Jackson's next movie and he never even read the script for this. That explains it because I was like, that's how you know Peter Jackson made it. Danny Elfman was doing the music for his movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and apparently it's because he liked Heavenly Creatures so much. This is supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt feature ahead of like, but then they decided that it should just be its own movie. I I agree. It it doesn't feel like a Tales from the Crypt movie. It doesn't feel like Bordello of Blood or Demon Knight, which are two movies we have to do in the future. Oh, apparently Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet are visible on the cover of the serial killer video that Lucy watches. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. No, I didn't notice either. Damn. should have read those before. Yeah, I should have read the <laughs> trivia. I usually do. But this time I just went to the boards. Yeah. I spent most. I spent a lot of uh, Sunday evening on the boards fighting the creatures. Uh, I sp- a little bit of fighting, just <laughs> mostly fighting. That's what I do. Let's face it. That's what I. That's what I do on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> no point trying to hide it. Eh? No. There's no point lying. Anyone, <laughs> anyone that knows my Twitter handle and has seen me on IMDb know who I am. I'm at King of Bob, and I'm King of Bob on IMDb. I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> I even link. I ha- in my uh, little signature on IMDb link to our. Our website. Oh, so yeah. There's no hiding. <laughs> oh, Weta had to expand their capacity from one computer to 35 computers <laughs> to meet the visual effects demands. That's probably good because then they got like 50 bajillion computers for, for Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Weta really came into its own for the Frighteners. Like the effects in this for 1996 are yeah, really good. Pretty, yeah, they are. Like it's not Jurassic Park, but it's really damn good. Well, I watch it now, and I don't go like, eh, like it doesn't pull me out of the movie. No, I mean the the Reaper doesn't look as good as it could now, but it looks pretty damn good for 1996. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it. It doesn't doesn't pull you out. It doesn't bother me. And it's not a super serious movie either, so it, that helps, I think. Yeah, sometimes now the graphics are too good, and it just creeps you right the fuck out, and you're just like, Ugh. yeah. There's yeah. there's this Yikes. thing that people refer to called the uncanny valley, and it's like the more realistic you make of CGI character, the more creepy it gets. Yeah, and it's 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 true. You your body watches and knows there's something wrong, even if it's not immediately visible. Yeah, if you can't pick it out logically, your brain still notices there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
you are not a real person. Like you see those those robots that they're making in Japan with like real faces and stuff, and it looks real, but then when it starts talking, it's like that's that's wrong. There's something wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, <a laughs> not right. No. Yeah. <laughs> and like even uh, a game I played called La Noir, where they they fully capture people's faces. That still is weird because the 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 way they move sometimes is unreal. Yeah, and it because it looks so real. It's their real faces scanned onto the the characters in the game. Like the actors sit in this rig that is zoomed up, looking at their face constantly. So they they import that image and put it on their character, and it looks hyper real, but it also looks wrong at the same time. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but anyone who's played that game will probably understand exa- exactly what I mean. <laughs> there, or, uh, Sarah has watched me play it, so you probably know what I mean. That detective game I played? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where you doubt somebody and then you yell at them? <laughs> <laughs> so this, like, totally explains why I was so creeped out by Jeffrey Combs in this. He wore black contact lenses. Yeah, they yeah. show show close up of, of his face, and he's got tell. very dark eyes. Yeah. yeah, it's he just doesn't he doesn't look right. Yeah, you're like, uh. well, and that haircut doesn't make him doesn't make him no, personal right. either. He tried to look like <laughs> Hitler on purpose. He yeah. said, "Yeah, it yeah. worked. It's off putting." <laughs> yeah, he suggested the Adolf Hitler inspired haircut for his character to show his extreme sense of nationalism after serving his country for so long. Combs also suggested two ear appliances, which made his ears stick out quite comically, and several of his chest tattoos. Makes sense. That's how you know, like an actor who's been at it for a long time, because he'll suggest like things for his character yeah. that fit the character. Well, and Peter Jackson saw Reanimator and didn't even know if he was still working or not. He's just like, find out if that guy wants to be in my movie. <laughs> and he would. And he would. Was he one of the guys you met at? Uh yeah, the, the expo fan expo. The picture that we got signed was, was from this from the Frighteners. Okay, yeah, that's right. And it's actually the he wrote out a quote that's from from this movie. That's uh, my uh, my body is a roadmap of pain, <laughs> which is what he says when he's about to show his his scars and shit. Yeah, when she sees his tattoo. Nice and that's, guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talked with him for like ten minutes. Yeah. Eh? About. Like, not even about his movies, just chatting Chatting. about nothing. Yeah. Like, we talked a little bit about The Frighteners and how I think it's underappreciated, and he agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, mostly... Yeah, but then we chatted about, like, how busy it was. Yeah. And trying to, like, get around, and, yeah, just, like, general, how's it going this? Yeah, and Jeffrey Combs is actually... Meeting Jeffrey Combs is the reason I came... Like, how I came up with the idea for this show. Because I'm like, The Frighteners is really underappreciated, how can we do a show about it? Yeah, my sister loves this movie. Shout out to well, Woo Woo. Even if you read on uh, the reviews, like a lot of people say that too. Just underappreciated. Like it's a really it's well done it's, movie. Yeah, like it's, it's really good yeah. considering. Not even considering, it's just a really good movie. It's really fun to watch. Well, and I find a lot of places, well, not a lot of places, sorry, a lot of people aren't making these like really fun kind of PG 13. You can go with your 13-year-old and watch this movie and they'll be fine. Yeah, I know. Now kind it's of all... Films. You know what it is? To me, it's like it's like a live-action Don Bluth movie. Because it's dark, but kids can watch it. Well, it's like how they used to do with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun and, you know... But it's, it's, yeah. got, it's got some darkness to it. Like, it's yeah. got a hard edge to it if you, if you look for it. Not like these movies they make now. 
just freak you right out. And well, yeah, it's like pablum or hardcore. Like there's nothing in between. No. Yeah, it's like well, we're we're not fans of torture porn. No, because the, the young adult genre isn't really hitting real horror. Yeah. Like their version is sparkly vampires, which sucks. Yeah, they're using horror characters, but they're not using or the like, horror effect. Yeah, or like really excellent fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah. You know, like Harry Potter, awesome. I enjoy that. A thirteen-year-old enjoys that. It's just great. Eight-year-olds, yeah. whatever. Uh, same with the Hunger Games, just really good. Yeah. But they don't seem to be doing that for anything frightening. Is unless I'm like missing something. Yeah, we're not like big young adult people. I am. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, there's nothing like that. That's for sure. Well, I just mean for for written fiction. I don't I don't know how much of it you read. Yeah, I, I read those. Yeah, but I was just thinking there might be some some actual young adult horror that we're just not aware of. Yeah, my students don't talk about much horror though. Like you don't hear about it a lot. A lot of them just go straight back to like classic standbys. Like start off with Anne Rice, like I did. You know. Well, there's that Stuff Netflix. Like that. There's yeah. that Netflix series that I watched, and you kind of watch that. Um, what is it now? About the vampire and the the werewolf who are buddies, Hemlock Grove. Oh, I was thinking being human, but that also has a ghost. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Okay, yeah. I just described two shows. <laughs> <laughs> they both fit. Without realizing, yeah, yeah, they both fit. But yeah, no, there's not a lot of kid-friendly, scary stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd want a little kid watching, like, Walking Dead. No. Unless they were tough. Unless they were Carl? Well, like, I think my dad probably would have let me and Jay watch it, but we would have been, like, he would have watched it with us and, like, cracked jokes about the zombies the whole time so that we wouldn't be so scared. Yeah. 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 Isn't that what your dad did with the the blob or something? Yeah. Jay was getting all scared, so he, like, the blob was coming and it was going to, like, attack a city, like, just drop on these people. And so he's like, you know what's really funny? When you rewind it, and he just, like, backs up, and then goes on, and then backs up, and then, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it just broke the tension. And yeah. Lighten things up so you can get through it. Yeah. That's why I like watching movies and laughing at them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's... that a lot. Yeah. There's, there's characters that are there for that, too. Like, in uh, Lost, you have Hurley to lighten things up. Yeah. Which we haven't talked about much lately, but... No. But, yeah, I don't know. They just... There isn't a lot of good, scary, fun stuff like this anymore. Yeah. Like, Adam's Family was awesome to you. Kind of fit that in there. Yeah, the first two? Yeah. From there, I feel like it gets... It goes downhill. There were ones after that? Yeah. Not with the Adam's people. Family Values. Adam's Family Values is was the, that second the second one. one? I thought there was a third one. No. I wish. No. <laughs> I feel like there was an Adam's Family Vacation, but I could be making that well, up in my head. You're seeing a European vacation or something. <laughs> Maybe, but it didn't have all the same actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not I, getting... I just know I didn't watch it. <laughs> like, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston did, too. Okay, yeah. Well, and then Raul Julia died shortly after the second yeah. one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because didn't he make a shit hole for a movie, a last movie? I think Wasn't Street it? Fighter. Street Fighter? Yeah. That sucks ass for him. Yeah, that that's your Someone last movie. Someone should just burn yeah. all the Street Fighter copies in his memory. Bury it in the desert like they did with those copies of E.T. that never sold. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> they have an E.T. pile and a Street Fighter pile, because that movie is awful. Yeah, it is really terrible. It's really bad. The only good part for me is, is Zangief. <laughs> Zangief and his sideways thumbs up. 
I don't even remember because it's so bad. That's the only part I really. That remember. and Mario. Yeah, just put Mario Brothers and. Whoa, whoa. whoa. I feel like we're gonna. Oh, get... you like Mario? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I've, oh. I've had people oh, request no. that we do video game shows. I'm like, I don't think there's any enough. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, th- I don't think there's enough good movies though. Enough ones. Just Mortal watch. Kombat. A whole episode on Mortal Kombat. We could do okay. half the episode on the soundtrack. The, the like four songs. <laughs> What? The soundtrack was kick-ass. I know. But it had like, like a million songs on it. Yeah. It was great, because one side was all techno, so it was like Orbital and KMFDM and shit like that, and then the other side is metal. Yeah. Like, Typo Negative was on that soundtrack. It was awesome. Uh, Fear Factory was on there? Yeah! That soundtrack was my life, man. Like, we used to fight over that tape. Yeah, and you got... For reals. You get... <laughs> No joking here. No joking. Real. There were real fights over that Mortal Kombat soundtrack. I like how sometimes though you get mad at the uh, the Fear Factory song because it's not the the version you know. No, it's because they cut it. Yeah, they edited it weird. Yeah, for the movie because they just wanted sound and not so much lyrics. Yeah. This is way off topic. We're way off topic. We are yeah. way. Yeah, way. way. We're we're way at past least we're our still time. Talking about movies. We're way past yeah, our time. Sure. Yeah. Movies. I mean. You know. <laughs> The overall topic is being covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking movies. Yeah. I mean. So I'll give you a last little bit of trivia. Alrighty. Um, okay, so he wanted to, like, Peter Jackson, sorry, um, wanted to put this movie out for Halloween, but they, like, the studio wanted to have a summer release, and um, because of that, it, like, totally backfired, and it didn't do really well. And Oh, so that's why it didn't do well? Yeah, I guess. It's not really a summer well, movie. No. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Who puts out ghost movies in the summer? Well, for real. Why would the studio want that? I don't know. I guess they just... Because people go to the movies in the summer, Yeah, right? traditionally, summer is a good time for movies. They they tend to make more because people want to go to the movies in the summer when the weather's nice, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Go out and have a family day or, and then go see a movie or something. But, uh, yeah, Halloween would have been the ideal time to release this. Well, that's... I don't know, that makes sense to me, but... Yeah, why put out a ghost movie in the summer? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know, like, even if it is the busy time of the year for movies, it's still... Yeah, you're not going to you're not gonna attract a, an audience that wants to see ghost no, movies. No, exactly. You're going to get more of a draw closer to Halloween, right? Yeah, for a movie I, would, like this. I would assume. Typically, I imagine that horror movies come out around December. I mean, you see a lot of ads. Yeah. Or October, rather. I said December. Although there are some weird, like, Christmas-themed horror movies that... We probably won't get into, but we might. Like Santa's sleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I think I believe it's a wrestler playing Santa, and he goes around murdering people. Oh, this had no chance. What? what you know what else against? was released July nineteen ninety six? Freaking Independence Day. Oh, yeah, there no. you go. What the hell is this supposed wicka to be? Wicka wicka wild, wicka wicka. Well, and Kazam. Oh yeah, how do you compete with Kazam? <laughs> The Shaq the movie. Fuck is Kazam. The Shaq's movie. The Shaq movie where he's like a genie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's called Kazam. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Shazam. No, Shazam is a comic book character. Oh. Close though. <laughs> yeah. Courage Under Fire came out. Harriet the Spy. That's where all the kids were. Yeah. Oh, A Time to Kill. That was good. That was. Uh, Joe's apartment. <laughs> I like that. Joe's yeah, apartment me was too. good. Have you seen that one? I have not seen it. No. It's with the uh, Jerry O'Connell. And it's all roaches. Like, yeah, it's, all, it's infested with roaches, but all the roaches are characters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he moves yeah. into this apartment, and the roaches can talk, and he talks to the roaches. And They're like <laughs> friends-ish. Yeah, sort of. They, they, they more use him. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends. They manipulate Joe for sure. They do help him find love, though. Yeah, but they're totally weird little animated, well, animatronic little. Yeah, guys. yeah. The way they do it is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It started as a little short on MTV, and then it became a whole movie. It's like, a weird one. It, the movie is pretty good, though. Yeah. We might we might do it someday if we can figure out a, a way to work uh, an episode around it, like get some other movies in there because I don't think we could do a whole episode on that. That and Independence Day. Yeah, movie was <laughs> 1994, 96. Why do I keep saying 94? Oh yeah, Heavenly Creatures was 94, right? Yeah, 94 was a good year. It's going to be hard when we do our 99 show. I'm still trying to figure out how to how to do it effectively because there's so many good movies in 1999. Yeah. Like The Matrix came out in 1999. What else? I can't even think what else came out in 1999. Uh, I think The 13th Warrior came out. Everything that's good. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the good movies came out in 1999. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, The Matrix, Fight Club, American Beauty, The Sixth Sense, Sleepy Hollow, Toy Story oh, 2, uh, The Green Mile, American Pie, Bean, John Malkovich, The Mummy, Austin Powers, Talented Mr. Ripley, I see Office Space there, Magnolia, Eyes Wide Shut, Blair Witch Project, Holy shit, Office Space, yeah. I already picked South Park Movie, <laughs> Cruel Intentions, Girl Interrupted, The Haunting, The Iron Giant, oh, Wicked, Wicked, Wow, Wicked, Wicked. Independence Day? No. Well, on the list. list. That and was probably the worst movie of the year. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy House Quest Rules. is another one that I feel is underappreciated. Dogma, 10 Things I Hate About You, Three Kings. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Shark uh, me. Junk Food Cinema does a really good episode of 10 Things I Hate About You. Boondock Saints. Boondock, there you go. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Now really yeah, I don't think we can pick. I think we're going to have to talk about the whole, the whole year. Arlington Road, I like that movie. Everything is good. Everything like we're good. not we're not going to be able to sit down and take notes for all these movies because it's no. going to be every movie from that year. Yeah, we're just going to have to talk about what we remember. Well, from we'll call movies. Ryan. We'll get him on next week, and we'll do it then because we have to start packing, so we don't have time to watch a bunch of movies. That's yeah, that's right. You That'll be a good be one to set do. Sales. And we've seen all like Sarah and I have seen all these movies. I don't know if you have, but actually, I've seen quite a few of them. Surprisingly, yeah, which is good because like usually you haven't seen any of the movies we we tell you <laughs> usually to watch. Not, yeah. <laughs> We were talking about these movies. You have to watch them all for the first time. Huh? I never even heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go again talking about future shows. Bam. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. I made a note that Arlie Ermey plays a dead military vet because that's just what he plays. He plays that in everything. Yeah, he's just a military guy because yeah. he was a drill sergeant. Yeah. Like, his character in Full Metal Jacket, I think he was supposed to be a consultant. Oh, yeah? But he ended up being the guy that they used for the drill sergeant because yeah. he was so good at it. Even in Saving Silverman, he was a coach, but he was still yeah. that type of character, you know? Yes, yeah. when we watch, uh, when we do that Mr. Show movie, uh, Run, Ronnie, Run, he's uh, a very similar character. He's, he just seems to play that type of character. Yeah. I don't know if he's a military guy in that, but he's that's very much what his role is. <laughs> I guess he must like it. I guess. Well, he, he does it well, so... Yeah. He made a career out of it after he left the military. I know a lot of actors and actresses get worried about being typecast, but... Yeah, he seems to own it. Yeah, he does. He's cool with it. He's down with it. Yeah. He'd be down with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. Shazam. I, uh, I noted that the cops in, in the town and uh, the Frighteners are very quick to open fire. When they come at him at the museum, they just yeah. open fire. He didn't do anything. Well, and I mean, what up with uh, friggin' Jeffrey Combs's crazy ass 
complete willingness to let him die. No, his crazy ass gun. Oh, the Uzi. The Uzi? Yeah, the FBI standard issue Uzi. Like yeah. Well, that's because Frank stole his other gun. Yeah, but where do you pull that out of? Like Jesus. They get Uzis when they're in the FBI, don't they? Apparently, apparently they're standard issue. That's just what they walk around with every yeah. day. Yeah, that's their walking around gun. The everyday gun. Yeah, I made note too that uh, uh, Frank becomes invested in stopping the killer because Lucy is uh, Doctor Lansky. I, I think her name was uh, is going to be number forty-one. So that's when Frank decides, okay, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. So that I can come back as a ghost and stop Bartlett. And that's the end of my notes. I told you it was about two thirds of the like around when he kills himself is when I stop taking notes. <laughs> so if you had anything else to talk about after that, it's your show. I'm, no, I'm done. You got anything? I'm good. It's just them awesome. trying to stop death. Yeah. And which then they're in love after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're in love mean, after. They get together after. They fall in love. They yeah. fall in love. Yeah, and uh, Bartlett and and uh, Patricia end up in in hell together. Yeah. Frank ends up defeating them by pulling Patricia out of her body as a ghost. He gets uh, he gets revived the first time they ki- they kill him on purpose, and then they kill him later. He comes back as a ghost and pulls Patricia's goat like spirit out of her body, and then gets pulled up into heaven. And her and Bartlett get pulled up with him, and then they get pulled down to hell. By these crazy worm things, like they, yeah, they get pulled down into the thing. They get attacked by worms, and then a giant worm mouth closes and takes them down to hell. <laughs> it's really bizarre. It's all wormy. Yeah, it's very wormy. It's like the the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> and then Frank is sent back because it's not his time yet. Yeah, it's not his time, so he gets he gets sent back. And then it's love. Yeah. Then then they finish. <laughs> Then they finish the house. That's right. I feel like we're skipping over the whole, like... We fucking skipped the whole movie, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really did. It's a really good movie, though. Because we didn't even talk about, it, like, why he feels guilty about his wife's death. No. Like, they have a fight. Like, this, this is all explained in dialogue to Dr. Lindsay's character. Uh, that uh, Frank stopped building his house because... Uh, on the day that his wife died, they had gotten an argument over the fact that she wanted a, a flower garden, but he paved over that area to make himself a, a basketball court. And then after she dies, he converts that basketball... Like The only work he's done on the house since her death is he converts that basketball court into a garden like she wanted. Yeah. So that's like the one thing that she wanted, he does to the house, and he's just to hell with the rest of the house. <laughs> Like, the rest of half it, of the house is just it. not built. Yeah. <laughs> and he's living in it. He has a shower. There's no walls on, on half of the house. <laughs> <coughs> that wouldn't fly up here. No, you would freeze to death. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like it's supposed to be somewhere in Maine, just from the, the climate and the, the look <coughs> of the trees, but it's all filmed in New Zealand. Oh, really, yeah? Yeah. As far as I can tell, it was filmed in New Zealand. That's why it's so hilly. Why that town is so hilly. But now that we've talked about that, that was like the biggest part of the movie that I felt like... That you missed? Yeah. Like everything else is kind of incidental, but that's like a huge setup for the whole movie. Yeah. Like that's that's Frank's motivation through the whole movie. He's punishing himself. That's why he's a con man. He doesn't want people to like him. It's like Sawyer on Lost. He doesn't want people to like him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. 
So he's punishing himself by making himself an asshole to everybody. But really, he's a nice guy. Deep down inside. Yeah. Like, when he finds out Lindsay out. might might be getting in trouble, he's like, I'm just a con man. You're better off not being anywhere near me. Yeah. That thing I did at your house, that was all a trick. Just go away. Be safe. Yeah. So, we were pretty all over the place on oh, this episode. Oh, we were. But I think we Let's did chalk good. that up to lack of sleep on my part. On all of our parts. I think we're all pretty tired. Yeah. We were pretty rambly. We talked about, like... Three or four other shows we're, we're rambling do. right now. I know. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. We're like at an hour. And no a half. way! I want to ramble some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're at almost an hour and a half, so we should probably Holy wrap it up. Fuck! <laughs> we are so sorry for this. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to pare it down, but there's not a lot of dead air. <laughs> all right, so this is us saying goodbye. Yeah. Good night. Good night, Peace all. Out. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter, at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.